Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night. We are here. We are ready for you. And uh, I really think John's loading us up with some, like, difficult questions tonight because otherwise i originally thought tonight's show mj and i were just gonna like go get our gear that we're trying to sell and just like put it in front of you okay like window number that, one we have the that, that had a pretty good show well this was about how do you buy it safely right so yeah. i'm like will you buy from us that's the easiest thing right well that was the this could be our thing show. if you want to buy Equipment. Go to Dan's house when he's not there and look for a set of speakers that are still in the box and never used. <laughs> we don't. But I, I work from home now, so uh, I'm here. But yeah, yeah might but... give you a good deal after all this time. Possibly, possibly. Sorry, Dan. Uh, I only okay. say that because I helped him carry them when he won them. That's all. I'd have been plugging them in when I got to the car. <laughs> Where's that outlet? There's got to be an outlet in this car. But yeah, we're going to talk tonight about uh, about buying used gear. This is this is something that that we have done throughout our lives and such. And obviously, the internet's made purchasing a bigger part with marketplace and and even uh, Craigslist over the years. But for a lot of people who didn't like to do that type of purchasing and they need DJ gear, this is about the only way you're going to find gear for the next three to six months. Unfortunately, um, I, I saw someone earlier today talking about needing a controller any type of controller virtually at all not so much the two thousand dollar controller but just a a you know the old uh denon 6000 mk2 type of controller there's we can the, talk about this later but i yeah. this year i mean in the last let's say four months i sold both of my mc 6000s i've sold uh the, just this past week both of the uh ddj sb3s yeah so <laughs> yeah exactly so people yeah. are People are looking for things for the upcoming season. And I, I flash back to Ben Stowe when we did our show in November, I think it was. And we were talking about if you need gear for 2022 to be ordering it. And as much as I was the guy listening to Ben talk about that, I need I could have used some subs for upcoming prom here in May. So I thought if I order them in February, that should be enough time. The answer to the question is no, it wasn't. Actually, it was the end of January, um, and we ordered. I should have ordered them in uh, in December. I would have been able to get the subs that I needed for that. Not a big deal, but it's just a, a reality of the situation that there may not be those types of things available until fall, is what we're hearing. So, so um, for those of you who are in the chat room, if you if there's some way that you have purchased gear. That might be a little bit different. Uh, that's that you could share. Uh, please put that into the chat room. We'd love to uh, be, you know, kind of hearing some of your stories about where you found uh, found gear, how you purchased gear, and how you've done it safely. And and we're going to kind of bounce around between your comments and such in the chat room and uh, what are, what we're talking about. So, first off, um, Dan, you and I have not talked much about us selling gear. Has this been something that you have ever have you really ever done much of that where you've sold used gear? Not a lot. So the music store that's near us, near near where I live, like the only one that we have, um, they will do con some consignment type of things. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of the stuff that I've done in the past, I've typically taken it down to them. I'm like, listen, this is what I'm looking for. It. They take whatever that price is, tack on their money that they want. And so then that's the price they're going to sell it for. Um, I've done that 
somewhat, but it's I've not had a lot of success with it. And I think what it comes down to really is because the area I'm in is relatively small. And while it is a music store that carries DJ stuff, they're very much known for their live instrument section. So the stuff that I was selling was not their typical client. So I had, I actually had them, I had taken a, an old case down with uh, an American audio CDI 500. Okay. So this, I mean, I haven't used that for eight years now, at least. And so it's probably, it was probably down there for at least five to six years, at least. I got a call from them in the fall. Hey, um, I really didn't need it anymore. And, and I was to the point, whatever you want out of it, sell it for that and keep it all. It was, it was frustrating, but they sat down there for about a year and then they called me up and they're like, listen there. And so I went and picked them up and Facebook marketplace stuff for these speakers are from New York city. Hmm. The ship is also like, will you take $200 off? Logic's off and I'm not willing to come down as much as the place right before I go on my vacation this year. And maybe yeah. it's cutting out. And when we are, <clears throat> it's not when you talked. Okay. Crap. I forgot to get water too. You know, we got to oh. have water just in case we might need to take a new drug. Uh, all right. Oh my goodness. I have trouble believing that you have trouble selling those speakers because they're really good speakers. Um, they are. And, and I'm not, I'm not blaming you or anything else. It's just odd, especially right now with there being people wanting speakers so badly and good speakers, not just, you know, you know, like that's a I, new speaker. It's not even a used, Hey, I've been using this for a year sort of thing. Yeah. It, it, it all comes down to brand. It all comes down to brand awareness. Like I, so there was somebody who did, so I sold my photo booth, sold it on Facebook marketplace. It was just the shell. And this was a guy who actually came from like Long Island, New York. Like he sent one of his guys out to, to pick it up. And before I came, I said, Hey, I said, just like curiosity, you're looking for speakers too. Like you're coming all this way. Like, you know, take advantage of this. And, uh, I told him, I told him about him and he goes, I didn't even know they made speakers for DJs. What brand are they? Pioneer. Well, I thought, yeah, they have the whole Pioneer audio set, uh, thing. Well, yeah, but that was, that was on the wall. There was only a, the, a, a brief time with speakers that they did the, because uh, they, oh. they, they came on and I would say, because they, they just had the one brand or the one model, the series, we'll call it. Yeah. And it was... Uh, probably two or three years that we, they showed them at trade shows and they've never, uh, they've never come out with a, uh, a new, uh, or a, another version. So yeah, there's, I mean, they, they, they talked about it in the, all the time that they've always made them, you know, they've always made some version of, you know, but as far as like, yeah, that, that series, that size and everything else, it's just not something. And because it lacks the awareness for lack of better terms, mm -hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. I mean, like just case in point, I, I was originally, my plan was I was selling those and I was keeping my QSC. And then I hooked them up in my living room and they sounded, I was like, I compared them side by side and I went, oh my gosh, like these are so much better than what I was using. And I think it was just the natural wood and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And so, so I was like, well then I'm gonna, 
I'm having trouble selling these, so I'm going to keep these and I'm going to sell the QSC. And I put QSC up and I had, like, it was gone within a week. Both of them were gone within a week. I had multiple offers. Price point, yeah, a little bit cheaper than what the other ones were, but they were also used. The other ones were new and, you know, but still, like, huge, like, instantly people were, like, almost fighting over them. And I think that's a, a great is is the name brand i think and there's names that within our industry that are in that specific case qsc is known would be known more in the amplifier speaker world than uh, pioneer would be in that even though the pioneer speakers i think would be had been better quality at that uh with that particular line and i think that's one of the areas where you get into off brands specifically lighting uh right now you know there's so many companies that are, are producing lighting that you can buy off uh, Amazon, even though it looks like the same stuff you can get from maybe one of the manufacturers. If you have it and you're trying to turn it and sell it, you paid a hundred bucks for the light. You're trying to get 50 bucks for the light. And there's many times where you're not going to be able to get 25 bucks for the light. Maybe not in 2022. Now that people can't find stuff, they're probably going to be paying more closer to that hundred bucks a, a pop. But you know, a couple of years ago, I had a couple of uh, lights that came into the into the office that were sent out for us to do a video demo on, and they looked nice and did the the video thing. And I was just going to sell them to make a few dollars off the uh, process. And I put them out there, and I think they were ninety dollar, ninety five dollar lights a piece. And I ended up selling for like twenty bucks a piece. Now, part of that is because of the name brand. The other part of it is is that I'm not a really good used gear salesperson. My friend uh, Jeremy Landby, which you guys have seen on any of our videos, he's one of these guys that that would have bought those $95 lights and somehow sold them for $180 a piece. He's got that gift, and he just he has people who come in there and they're like, you know, I'll pay extra because I got you've got the lights here and I can take them home and I have them tomorrow. Me, on the other hand, that person would come in there and for some reason I'd end up paying him five bucks to take the lights. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of how it works. I'm not really good when it comes to selling used gear but i think you know if, if you're going to be if you're going to be selling your gear that is one of the things that you've got to really like take your time and and be smart about because just from the standpoint of you know unless you're in, unless you're in a large metropolitan area where you know somebody could randomly search for your tag and and find what you're looking for how you're tagging it what you're using what words you're using where you're posting all those things become important because Otherwise, the average person is not going to potentially find what you're looking for. When you have a bigger pool of people, I think it makes it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I think the, the pool of people, I think, has a little bit to do with it. But let's jump back to Lanby. Lanby, basically, if he didn't DJ again, he could he makes enough off his used gear sales where he'll buy it and bring it up to little town, northern Minnesota. And he has people coming from, you know, an hour or two to come and pick things up and, and selling stuff. So, yeah, there's part of it. But I think he's also gotten himself into a, a an area and he's become known as the guy who, if you need something, he's the guy you go to. Well, that's what I mean. Like I was only I was saying, like, if you're if you're setting it up right, if you're if you're publishing it right, if you're, you know, making the product or if you're new and in his case, um, you don't have to do that at, or you have to do that better than if you just have a large pool of people where you can just kind of throw it up and, and hope somebody grabs yeah. it. You're wanting to get a high dollar value. That's where you're going to have to take some more time to, to post your gear and, and to post it right. Yeah. For those of us yeah, trying to sell. 
MJ, now you've you've of course talked about it on a number of shows, and you mentioned at the beginning about selling some some controllers and such. Let's flip it around before we get into actually some of the things you've done with the selling and how you've handled that side of it too. Have you made used gear purchases yourself? Yes. Okay. When you've done that, what are what are some of the things that you have done to assure the best qual or the best chance of of having a piece of gear that wasn't a piece of junk? How have you handled that? I pick a smaller DJ. One that you can pick up? One that I can beat up now. Um <laughs> No, it the the, the again dance. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I got jokes, son. I got jokes. You don't even know. Um with living where I live, uh, everybody's a DJ. Um, when I sold the stuff, we'll talk about that in a bit. One of the guys who bought it is just, I was thinking about getting into the DJ hobby. That's why I bought it. So everybody's a DJ here. And if I just want something, I'll just say, hey, I'm looking for this. And if nobody has it for sale, which I guarantee whatever I'm looking for, someone's going to have it for sale. And if they don't, I'm going to get 20 offers. This is just like that. Hmm. So... It, there's there's a lot of opportunity. My speakers, I bought off a friend of mine. He KS12, uh, KS12s, <laughs> USC K12s. Um, trying to mix them all together there. Yeah, just, uh, he didn't like the sound of them, so he just wanted rid of them. Mm-hmm. And I got them for a ridiculously good price because he just wanted rid of them to put the money into the next ones. Um, so you have stuff like that. It's there's always somebody here with something for sale, and there's always somebody here who wants to buy it. A friend of mine does a multi op, and he just put a thing out on one of the because uh, there's multiple Facebook. DJ marketplaces here. Right. So there's a whole, there's groupings of Pittsburgh DJ network, Pittsburgh DJ, uh, uh, what do they call it? Not yard sale, something like that. And you can literally go in there, hey, I'm looking for this, and you'll get offers or, or just stuff like that. Um, I've sold most of mine recently through Facebook Marketplace, and you talked about wording. This is how I worded them. Um, uh, let me think how I did that one here. It was a Pioneer DDJ, Pioneer DJ, DDJ, SB3, $200 firm, uh, two-channel USB mixer controller, open box, never used, local Pittsburgh, Southwestern PA only, no shipping, no trades. So that was in the title, not the description. So mm-hmm. they got everything in that title, and 200 firm was in there, and that kind of gets your, the people who are glancing and just kind of, you know, they go, nope, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to bargain you know, stuff like that. Sure. So there, there's ways to look at that. And uh, if you're willing to ship, I don't understand why I know. Did you get any people that wanted you to ship it, Dan? Uh, well, again, what was that? Besides that one New York person, did you get people that wanted you to ship them to them? Couple, yeah. Okay. Cause I get constantly people from everywhere where you ship. I'll pay for, extra. for other stuff. Absolutely. So, for example, I have I have a, a old case that I'm trying to unload from from years ago. And that was another one. Another situation where the like, you know, like hit a, people in Florida were hitting me up like, hey, will you ship it up? Will you ship it? You know, will right. you ship it? Will you ship it? And I was just like, I, I just don't have the time, the space and the size. And to be honest with you, for what it's going to cost to ship something this size, you could buy it new better. Like. I, you know, and, and for, for the type that. of case, yeah, I get a the type lot of case of it's in stock. So, yeah, that's why I said I get a lot of offers for shipping and I won't do it because I just don't feel like it. And I have enough marketplace here to do that. Right. Um, but in the far end of that, I, a friend of mine had, do you remember the old pioneer uh, VD, the DVD DJ 
control uh, things. He had a set mm-hmm. of those for years, and he put them out to see who would buy them, and a guy from Texas wanted them, sold it to him. But in the process of shipping, they got all mangled. Well, he did have enough insurance on them that it got covered, but that's something you have to think about if you want to ship. You've got to make sure the insurance covers if something happens. If they're unhappy with it, how are they going to get it back? So I, it's one of the reasons why I deal with local, and I will tell them, you know, if you, I'm going to hold on to the money. If you don't like it, just let me know. Bring it back, and as long as it's in the same condition and working, you know, I have no problem with that. You know, give it mm-hmm. a week or whatever. Um, but like I said, for me, it's easy for for how many people live around here and how many people want to be a DJ. Um, stuff goes real quick. Um, except my seven thousand right now, I've not got one single inquiry on it. So I cause it's Denon. That surprises me. Well, we're talking about brands. Denon is not yeah. a popular brand. I love them. I was with them for years, but everybody uses Pioneer or Pioneer or whatever's cheapest. That's the two. <laughs> so you know, that's why the other Pioneer stuff just went instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, did I answer your question? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those nights everybody yeah and, I'm well, sorry. and the direction i wanted to head there is uh, when you and you've been kind of t- getting to the idea of of the safety of making purchases not so much on the meeting at a, a central location that side but we can talk about that a little bit later but um how to you, you know you've you said you're gonna hold on to the money so they go and they get back to the house and they like hey this isn't working you know then they can have that discussion with you and say that is but how do you uh, do they do people plug it in and try it or how? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. For the uh, f- um, for the older used equipment like those, I told you I sold the, the Denon six thousands, both the MK one and the MK two to the same guy. I took uh, uh stuff along to show them that it works. Um, everybody else, I open the box, they inspect it, make sure you're okay with this, you know that sort of thing. Um, most people just are in that mindset that they're getting it below cost and they're happy, mm-hmm. you know, cause like I tell them, Hey, I work for disc jockey news. I get this stuff for testing. You know, it's never been out of my studio that right there, you know, Oh, he's a tester. Okay. Yeah. That must be good. At least that's the way I perceive, they sure. perceive you know, the way I think they perceive me. Um, but it's, I, I, at least so far I haven't run any problems. Like I said, I'm real guarded about this stuff. I also, if something is used, like I did fully disclose about the Denon being refurbished. I'm not going to tell somebody, you know, I said, it's all those things have been refurbished and it comes with a free, cause I ordered a skin to throw along with it mm-hmm. just to sweeten the deal. Um, and I didn't even put firm on it. So I was thinking somebody would make me an offer and I'd be like, sure, absolutely. But you, you kind of have to, there, are, there have been no joke. There have been people who wanted to buy it that I looked at their webpage and I blocked them from then on out because I just don't want to do business with somebody that like there's people on there just doing constant like political stuff or talking about this, just trouble. What I call a troublemaker, someone posting something, not as in this is my opinion, but as in I want to stir something up. Sure. I have no interest. So I just go, I don't answer them back when they say it's available and I block them. Mm-hmm. I block a lot of people. You have no <laughs> idea. There's been famous DJs that sent me friend requests that I'm like, nope. And I'm talking like national acts that I went, no, I'm not interested. You know, so, we'll, someday Will Smith will get over it. Next subject. Is it too early, too soon? I just don't, I don't understand why people want to talk about this. Live a life. Don't watch other people live lives. That's what I say. Go live your life. Stop watching reality shows. Stop watching people. Just live your life. Get get out from the TV and go do Sounds something. Sounds boring. Sounds much anyway, more exciting to be living um, other people's lives. I want to I want to point this out. In case yeah. you don't know. Um, there is a, web, a couple of different websites. One of them is called um, Safe 
safetradestations.com. And another one is safetradespots.com. And those are things you can put in your zip code and it will give places that you can go and meet someone that's a safe environment. A lot of them are uh, police stations. Uh, a couple of them are uh, uh, gas stations that have outdoor cameras, stuff that's been verified um, to if you need to meet someone, these are places that, that they encourage you to use these as opposed to something else. A lot of the police stations around here literally have signs, safe spot to do transaction, you know, right there. So th- that's something you also have to guard yourself with, you know, both you and them feel comfortable because, you know, I don't know who finds me threatening, but maybe they might. I don't know. You never know. But yeah, those are two. Th- you just use your resources that are out there with the internet. There's everything at your fingertips now, so you don't have to worry about too much. Um, I do cash. A lot of people want to do like a Venmo or Cash App or or anything like that. You can. Um, I don't really like doing that, but you just got to be. You have to figure out what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I, I've drawn my lines where I will sell stuff through Facebook Marketplace, but I don't want to buy stuff through Facebook Marketplace. I get that. Yeah, and I think that I, I've purchased a couple of things through Facebook Market, but it's been local things pretty much because first off, if I have to drive an hour to go save ten bucks, it's not happening in this guy's world. It's not, not, not. But I have another part of our executive board here at the at the Young Estate that will travel that hour to go <laughs> save the ten dollars. So I've been involved, but it's been. Right. Strong back, weak mind guy over there, you know, hauling the chair out of the house type of thing. But the um, the interesting in I've had more success with with making sales in the weekend handyman type world with the tools because I have a lot of that. And my uh, the folks who come in to purchase that when I've had DJs come in and we've looked at gear, it's a negotiating game nine nine times out of ten. It's interesting when I'm selling a lawnmower. Very seldom is there any negotiating. They're like, come, they come in there, and it's a, as you were saying, MJ, is they're getting basically a new lawnmower that's you know maybe gone out and done a demo, and they're getting it at you know eighty percent of retail, and they're like, hoo-hoo, and they're good to go. Right. And it's it's really interesting because initially I wanted to not you know they say don't be selling stuff and have people come to your house type of thing. Well, when you're dealing with lawnmowers, you really don't have much of an oper- much of a chance because I'm not going to load it up and take it to a police station. And then it's like, oh, can I see it run? Well, sure. Let's go mow the police off you know, or the, the the grass in front you of it. You might get a part time job, John. You <laughs> I never could. Know. <laughs> I could. Well, where can we meet? Well, this week I'm I'm Walmart's paid me to come and mow in front of. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's but, true. That would be difficult. Even like yeah, a lot of power tools, you'd have to yeah fire yeah. them up at least. Yeah, exactly. So you want to, you're showing these things, but it's it's worked out well. We haven't had problems with it, but another another thing just, that we I just imagine you selling a chainsaw and going to the police station and firing <laughs> it up. <out front. laughs> yeah. How's that guy? He's back again. And if we go outside, he's gonna put us in YouTube video, so it's gonna be great. Ah. Um, but but it uh, in our our particular case is that yes, people that are coming here to purchase things know that we have both DJ gear and the other. But we've also have enough security crammers around the area that when they come in, they see that they are on one of you know 15 cameras that are around here. And for those of you who think that's a little excessive, it is. But you know, I get a lot of I, I enjoy watching the rabbits in the middle of the night running past the cameras. It's like, oh, there's the bunny. There's Spot. Ooh, there's the. There are people out there that have very successful YouTube channels doing that, John. There's a guy I watch. I've watched. Believe it or not, has a a. <laughs> A big fish 
pond on his farm and he has cameras all over the place pointing towards where owls uh, you know nest and other place where deer he puts food out for the deer he has this little mini picnic bench that he puts squirrel food on and cameras pointing at that so you could maybe do that get some extra clicks just from wildlife well, yeah Lori was shooting video of a squirrel trying to climb a metal pole today and it looked like one of those bad youtube videos where the squirrel would go up the pole and slide back down go up yeah so yeah i guess we're not far from that but yeah, the it's it's. I think the type of things that a person is selling certainly makes a, a big difference in can you get a a decent return on it. Um, older gear, not so much. Newer gear depends on what it is. Um, right now, I think DJ controllers you could probably sell them for the brand new price, and you would probably be able to get that if it was a usable in the field type controller as opposed to a bedroom type controller that's just RCA out. Mm. Both SB3s, they run for what, 250 Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, yeah. I sold them both for 200 Yeah, so you did really, really well. Uh, really really didn't well. bat an eye on that. Yeah. So, so, so I think uh, it also comes down to availability. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, if you have a product that is still being sold, like it, it's not a discontinued item, it's, it's still being sold new, but it's just out of stock that's going to make somebody that that typically makes somebody a little bit quicker to yeah. jump on it knowing that it's not dated unless it's you know what i've also seen is for a lot of the people and we'll just use the mc6000 for example there i still see it you know people who post on on facebook or different things man i really need to get another 6000 like they don't make them anymore and that has been my controller and you know i i'm starting to have a little problem i, I need to try and find one of those or, or a 4000 was kind of the same deal where you right. know these have been discontinued you can't buy them new so sometimes you get sometimes you get you know almost cult followings of certain <laughs> series of them but beyond that i think a lot of people look for that is it still something that's sold yes can i get it no okay now i'm going to find it used mm -hmm. yeah i for those of you who don't know i ended up having two 1000 srts this past year and sold them both for full price could have could have sold them over full price but i was selling them to a friend and i'm like he wanted both of them cash so i'm like sure you know, so it's like Dan said, it's kind of depends on different things um, there. Like Dan said, there's the cult following stuff because the Pioneer, the mixers by Pioneer, not the controllers, the mixers and the rain mixers all have good resale because people want to they'll maybe get a backup for something or some guys only want this as opposed to paying two thousand dollars for one. They'll maybe pay a thousand dollars for the two back or something. Mm -hmm. so you do have good resale on some of those. Yeah, and it's, that's so interesting is how how a few years back, if we'd been selling that 6000 the 6000 I would I had a tough time getting $200 for a 6000 a few years back, and now... Really? Yeah. Yep, they I were 450 Yeah, exactly. I mean, that part, was recent, yeah, that's a few years saying, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was surprised that I, I put it in there for that. The guy, him hawed, and, and, and um, he went for it. I, he says, is there a case for it? I said, yeah, there's a case for it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's it's called hefty. Yeah. Try the bag up. Oh, cinch sack. Yeah. And talking about cases, we talk about stuff being a weight. I've had a case ordered for the rain, a little quick carry case, uh, since what is it, January when I got it. Still not in. Mm -hmm. And that's through Guitar Center. So that's not even like some side order. They yeah. they're just not available right now. They're so. they're a bigger should be able to pull. Yeah. 
So you mentioned uh, you like to to do cash, and uh, and of course I've I've had people talk about using Venmo myself, uh, and I've had some transactions back and forth with Venmo. I'm not exactly super familiar with Venmo, so the concern I've always had is when it came to using even credit cards with the DJ business, when they would people would pay on that, there's always that whole concept of chargebacks, and and I've always been concerned about that, and that's why whenever we've done transactions for selling in marketplace, it's always been a cash transaction, whether I'm paying or um, somebody uh, is is paying me type of thing. Um, but are you, how familiar is that a, a concern nowadays when a person is selling something that they may get the controller that works completely, and if they Venmo me that they could basically say, "Uh oh, it's a it didn't work," and they they pull their money back some way, shape, or form. They can't on those. I, I don't. Think, I don't think. I don't think Venmo can go back. Yeah, Cash you can do. Yeah, there's some there's some that you can do like you can dispute it and things like that. You know, PayPal and and, and Venmo is a, a division of PayPal, so there might be something within there if like it's legit. But it's one of those things where they they try and really set it up in such a way that if you're doing a business transaction, you're supposed to they're they want their cut. So the question is, did you pay them? as not a business transaction to avoid any of the fees, then you also lose your protection. Uh-huh. So, so it is one of those things like, listen, if you, you know, if, if you're willing to do this and you, you kind of take the risk and that was the same deal with PayPal, like PayPal was a friends and family was how you got around it. You know, if you did friends and family, you know, you're selling to, or you're, you're sending the money to a friend. It didn't cost anything as long as there was not a business account tied to it. Um, but then there's no protection if there is a dud. So, you know, but I also feel that if you're, if you're like, okay, I'm going to take that risk and somebody decides to do that buyback, you know, those companies are also large enough that, you know, it might get tied up for a little bit, but it's not one of those things where I want my money back. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to, there's going to have to be some follow through and, and from both sides and be like, no, like, listen, look, here it is. And I offer to come get it and give them their money back. They want to keep the product and get their money. And that's not, you know, and, and just stuff like that to kind of protect yourself. Um, you know, obviously the best is kind of that same idea. Like don't, if you, you know, here's the thing. If you were, if you meet somebody up at the, the, the local police station and you give them cash and they give you a product that you can't test, they can leave and you are this kind of the same idea. So, right. you know, there's gotta be something there that's got some protection. Yeah. And that's always been a concern. You know, you get to that point. It's like, Oh, I, you know, when the kids broke a cell phone, so we needed a, a new cell phone in a short period of time because it was a shattered screen and they didn't, you know, whatever. So you start looking around it's like, Oh yeah, there's a iPhone eight that's on the marketplace and their pricing wasn't too bad, but it's like, okay, so will I be able to go and we meet to wherever and be able to test it enough to be confident. And and it got to the point where I, I decided not to, because of one particular thing when it comes to iPhones is, is the battery health situation. Because in, in iPhones, after the phone has been activated for a couple of weeks, it will give you a battery health report. And if it's below 80%, they say you should replace it, which is an $80 thing. So it's like, okay, if you go into buying one, there's no way you, you can test or you can check it unless they had it active and still working. And then they would clear it while you're sitting there. That could be a possibility. 
so really there's no way to know and you got to assume you're going to be by you're going to have to put a battery in it is your best way to go forward and i just choose chose not to it's at that point it's like i'll go get an apple refurb and it's like, yeah it'll be another 150 dollars more but then if there's a problem with it i have 30 days and i can go back to apple and say hey yeah that's why i bought some used equipment from guitar center because they give you a, a i think it's 14 days to return it and believe it or not there was a controller i bought one time and within 14 days i'm like nah this ain't it and took it back got my money back mm-hmm so there is, there's, you just kind of have to, the best thing to do is find someone, you know, and see if that can work. I would say as the expo comes up, if you want any equipment, put your feelers out to everybody who's going to the expo. If you're driving there, find somebody that maybe has that and is willing to bring it. And that's that things like that become a good, you know, a trade-off. Oh yeah. Um, great, great point there, MJ, because I, there were numerous friends of ours who brought gear to expo and they were plugged it in, in their room and demoed it. And there were, I think three people, three of our friends bought controllers from someone else during expo and they uh, tried them out a little bit and liked them and off they went. See any of the DJ gatherings, you know, it's been some actually have swap shops as part of it, but it's definitely a great, uh, great time because if I try it out tonight and then they're probably still going to be here tomorrow. So if there's a question or anything, I could say, Hey, about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like anything else. You just kind of have to be smart, be guarded, uh, leave yourself room for backing out if you don't want to do it. Make you know to the point where if you're uncomfortable with selling to someone, if you're uncomfortable from buying to someone, if you're uncomfortable with buying a used thing, um, just don't do it. Don't push your boundaries. Figure out what your boundaries are. Don't push them. Like John with the with the uh, phone, a perfect example. It's you probably could ninety nine percent of the time be fine, but is it really worth that? That ticking in the back of your head should what did i just do sort mm-hmm. of thing yeah you know so yeah be comfortable with whatever you choose to do and even even the idea of buying buying something from a a friend or someone you know i mean i at one time we bought a, a cell phone from a uh, a friend of mine who uh we we did some youth ministry things together and it was a phone from his one of his children i believe and uh, the phone phone worked and and such but the uh, the battery uh, was, you know, after a short period of time, and we knew what was getting there. So I figured the 80 bucks and, and good to go. So I sent it off to Apple. Well, it turns out that it was, the phone had been submerged hmm. and we didn't know that. And the parents didn't know that the kid had, had submerged, had gotten underwater and that was an old enough phone and it wasn't watertight or whatever. So Apple said, instead of being an $80 repair, it's going to be a $350 repair, which I paid because they basically sent out a new phone. But it's one of those things that even though I knew it, because I knew the person, I didn't. It's, I didn't have the heart to go back and say, "You know what, your kid, Dad." Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like he's, he's like, "Hey, how's that phone working out for you?" Well, it. Uh, and I ended up getting it replaced. What? What happened? Well, I didn't like the color. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You uh, don't. That's with Android. I don't think it's as far off with Android. You get a little bit more you don't have to invest as much in because I have, a, I always have a backup phone and uh, the one I had before was so old, it wouldn't get updates. So I ended up <laughs> picking up a new one and bought a used one off of, I think it was fake Facebook marketplace. I only paid like $80 for it and I knew what I was getting into. And it was not a phone that I needed to use every day. It was a phone that if something happens, 
I could, it, it fit the SIM mm-hmm. <laughs> of a modern phone as opposed to have to having an adapter, you know, sort of thing. And that stuff like that, if that's all you need, then that'll work. Like I said, it's just something around that if something breaks, I still have a phone to call the place to say my good phone broke, you know, because I don't have a landline. Yeah. So things like that, you can, but, you know, you like with your kids, you would want them to have something reliable that wouldn't in the middle of a dad. Can you come? Can yeah. you come get me? Where are you at? You know, you don't want that. Yeah, and most most of the time we've we've had pretty good uh, pretty good fortune with that or luck with things, but things can happen, and it's never completely predictable. Uh, Ernie there mentions in the chat about uh, shipping something via the post office, and as the guys mentioned earlier, having insurance um, on things. It's sometimes it's like, oh yeah, it's it's only fifty dollars in there. Yeah, no, and you've got five hundred dollars worth of gear. If it breaks or they damage it or whatever, you're going to get 50 bucks for it. So if it's $200, you're best to just pony up the and figure that into the shipping cost that you're going to have to buy the insurance to make sure it's covered because there have been numerous items sent, and more in my handyman world, but there have been numerous items that have gotten here and the boxes are beat up and they... Uh, we, we, UPS is standing right there. He's like, pop it open. Let's take a look. And we pop it open. And then the you know, snowblower chute is bent or the housing on the lawnmower got crushed or something. Um, I bet you there's been 20, 20 major, uh, items, you know, lawnmower size items over the years that have uh, had to go back or mm-hmm. they, that they, they filed the uh, paperwork and then they send me out a new piece and then I have to try to uh, fix it here. But yeah, so my my UPS guy just drops the stuff and runs. Uh, I, got the- I actually I actually I shouldn't say that it was more my FedEx. Um, the the day I I just recently got the Surface, and it was I was like all right, and I go out and the bottom of the box was open, oh and my. I'm like, like I I'm like, I just start looking around. I'm like, am I miss it? Like I was like, am I missing anything? No, I wasn't missing anything. But out there for like the longest time, I'm like, I mean, because it was like legit like open oh, and i was like oh oh and they didn't take it like oh okay and it was and it, and it was, like i was home when it was delivered so it's not like it, it's not like it sat out and somebody like came by or anything like that it was like i got the notification oh it was delivered all right go outside and he, they were gone they were gone hmm. so I some people in the larger cities have doorbells yeah doorbells button well, i got a doorbell noise goes but it doesn't have the the camera on it some people oh, have, they don't they don't ring our doorbell some, they just drop it and go some people have you know electricity so you can have cameras mounted you know for the doorbell yeah city folk have that thing yeah the big in the big city. john you you come in to install it for me like that runs wires. I was going to say, mine's like, are, mine's you can't are, tell what happened here. This was from playing with electricity. <laughs> it was, you know, ours is all battery Gone. powered. All battery powered here on our. It's like I'm not poking a hole through my steel siding. It's going to be battery. Yeah, mine's yeah. wired because there was a wire there. Like I have a doorbell with wire. I just wire. don't trust myself to do it. Oh. Really. Best thing you do is you have the wires and you have to test see if you've turned the the power off. Just touch them both to your tongue real quick, and if you know, yeah, if they don't feel anything, you know, we're good. If your tongue starts to turn black between where those two wires touch, that generally means that there's electricity. If you're seeing yet. stars, yeah, and, and you taste blood, 
Then we used to talk my friend Wade all the time because like in motorcycle world, the old days, you would foul plugs on the two-stroke. That means that it wouldn't burn off the oil and the oil would gunk up on the spark plug and wouldn't spark. And to see if it was sparking, you would keep it plugged into the cap and set it on the side of the motor, turn the engine over, and you could see if it was sparking. Yep. <laughs> we always tell my friend Wade, it's not going to spark that hard. Just grab it with your finger. <laughs> then turn the engine over (laughs) he would do anything (laughs) anyways back to selling and buying stuff um john what where do you like what made you come up with this thought like what what there has to be a yeah yeah i think that you know kind of mentioned at the beginning is that i think there's gonna be a lot of us that if we're going to need something for this upcoming season whether it's to replace something because uh, our mixer or controller dies or we have a speaker that blows we're not going to find replacement pieces and we're not going to find parts. We're going to have to go and probably, you know, if, if I'm, one of my tops blows up and my match set, I'm going to probably have to go buy or find another pair of tops because to go and get that one fixed, maybe a six to nine month process where was it two years ago? I had a top that um, needed something. I think we broke one of the connections in the back and it was, I sent it down and it was back like 10 days later. So it was so quick and, and such. I don't think we're going to see that. So going in and being mentally prepared to say, okay, I might have to go look used. And then once you do, okay, now how am I going to handle this to be sure um, for success? And one of the little things, and I don't think I even have one of them by me, is that you guys have seen videos where we've had those little USB uh, or those um, the 18 volt or the 40 volt to uh, 110 volt inverters, those little battery powered inverters. And I think for some types of situations where you're meeting in a Walmart parking lot and you're gonna go check out speakers, at least you can plug them in. Um, that's Those are little things that it might be worth your time to invest in or find a buddy that has one of them, uh, a friend who has something like that, so you're able to go and at least test it. Because as we, you know, Dan mentioned earlier, I think it was, you're at the uh, police station, and uh, you give them the cash. They give you the device, and if it doesn't work, you're kind of done. You know, you're. Yeah. So, having having the right things and being prepared to give yourself the best chance of success, I think, is going to be a, a big part of uh, a big part of the uh, the process this year. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Was it Ben or somebody talking recently about? You know, you would say it was you or somebody talking about like July things would, you know, the shipping stuff would get back to kind of normal. And now they're saying no, 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 it will not. Uh, right now, uh, right now, it's uh, looking like uh, that uh, it won't be it won't be back until mid 2023 is is what uh, some of them are, are guesstimating. There'll be products coming in, but to be able to go and say, hey, Ben, I need anything in your inventory and I need it in two weeks. It used to be, he could say, yeah, I can, I can do it. You know, 95% of his inventory, let's put it that way. Now it's probably the opposite. He can maybe say, yeah, I can do it with 5% of, of what they, they uh, have. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to take another year and a year, year and a half before they can get back to that, uh, that thing where most of their products are available within two weeks. Quick drop. This is where you also, as I like, say, this is where you also learn to not sell before you own the equipment. Oh, absolutely. Don't use this money to buy that. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, that was like the idea for, and, and you know, three years ago, you could pull that off. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I actually heard uh, the other day, a guy had one of the, not even the new 
Mustang. He had an old, like not an older Mustang, but like, you know, five years old, uh, wrecked it. And it's been sitting at the shop for a couple of months because they just can't get the parts mm-hmm. for a car that's two years old, three years old. So yeah. it's it's all over the place. I did see a video yesterday about uh, uh, the, the GPUs and the CPUs for computers are no longer being a shortage. But I don't know if that was right. They're like, oh, yeah, you can get anything. And I'm like, for this week, maybe until everybody buys those. And <laughs> yeah, there might be a certain thing that is available. But I know um, my, my uh, boys were talking about uh, about graphics cards. Yeah. And how that graphics cards are now selling the ones that were they were buying two years ago, that they just uh, one of them sold one of the cards and they sold them for twice the money they paid for it. Yeah. So yep. it seems kind of maybe unlikely, but yeah, you never know. I don't like I said I I couldn't understand. To me, it sounded like they like yeah, can we get this? Can we get this? Can we get this? And they had all of it, but that could be. They had five of all of those. Yeah. Yeah. When all five sell, we're back to no. You're going to have to wait six months. For this, for today only, we have everything. For tomorrow, not a thing. It'll be great. So I don't know. I'm I'm with you, John. I'm just not seeing, like, the brands that we talked to about the DJ equipment, we're just not seeing them talk about having stuff for the summer DJs who want to pick up new stuff for the wedding season. It's, it's just not. Nobody's saying, yeah, sure, it'll mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. Yeah, that's for They're sure. Not even trying to push it, sales, hints, nothing. I mean, think about how many, you know, if, if you if you've signed up on anybody's website, right? Like you get eight, you know, eight emails a day of different products that they're pushing. I'm talking like the manufacturers, not necessarily the stores. And, you know, I, I think back to the, you know, I think back to the recent and anything that I've seen come out has been old product and it's been like it, you know, in before it'd have like 10 items in the email. Now it's got like one or two. It's a, it's a much shorter email. There's like one product they're promoting and, and then it's like moving on. And even that, you know, used to get like maybe one a week or, you know, one every other week. Now it's like maybe one a month you get them. So, you know, that, that kind of also speaks to what even they recognize. Like they know they got to stay top of mind, but they also know they don't have the product to you know, go hog wild. I think a great indication of that is two emails I'll, I'll mention that came today. Uh, one from Mackie, one from Chauvet. Mackie's, Chauvet one. yeah, yeah, Mackie's uh, email came and uh, what what was its lead product? It was their little uh, little um, speaker to go below your computer monitor. So it's like a, uh, a center channel on your TV. That's been, they've been pitching that a lot. And they still talk about thumps and other speakers uh, in other, but that one has been talked about way more because it's in stock. <laughs> And it's available. Right. Um, and, and it's also a smaller price point, so they can move more of those. And then today, uh, Chauvet sent out an email, and it wasn't talking about lighting really per se. It was talking about studio, uh, battery-powered studio lights, which is cool, and that's neat. But it wasn't talking about the newest moving head fixtures. It wasn't talking about this, that, or the other thing. It was talking about a podcasting light source, you know, to have on either side of your – and just to kind of the, – that's the times is – Many companies, when they didn't have anything, they were selling uh, they were selling boom stands for your your lights, and it's like, why are you guys selling that? Well, it's probably the only thing they can get a hold of. Yeah, to sell. for real. So what what can we take away from this? Because like I said, this is something that I've been doing a lot lately with all the the used equipment and stuff that I have, um, and it's, it, I think part of it is with the market I'm in, it's a little easier, and I'm a little bit more stubborn and a lot more patient. Um, um, but I also, like I said, I had the backup. So right now I have my rain. I have that, uh, 
uh, Newmark Mixtrack Pro as a backup. And I also have the little SB3 that I keep in the studio for teaching classes. So I've got enough backup to sell whatever else I had. Right. And, and what else do you think could help people right now with this sale, resale, buy in the, in the shortage of everything? And, and what, what advice do you give them? Well, well one thing I think that, um, that people need to, and if you guys are doing marketplace, you're probably doing this already is the whole idea of if you're going to be selling to someone, uh, checking them out, stock them on Facebook, you can click through and it's a couple of, sometimes it's a little cumbersome to click through, especially on a phone. But click through and check out their profile. If there's any red flags, block. You do that, as MJ said. Block that. You know, don't feel. I sure got. I had yeah. one guy. No, this is how bad this was one time. A guy asked about a piece of equipment, and he kept bugging me about it, bugging me over the weekend. And I finally got back to him, and I'm like, uh, I just sold it over the weekend, which I actually had. And he goes, Well, what else do you have for sale? And I said, Well, I have this for sale, this this for sale. And he goes, How much are they? And I told him, sent him back the price of each one. And he goes, So uh, you want this much for all of them? I'm like wait, do you want one of them? He goes, no, I want to buy all of them. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, if there's, if, I'm like, nope, if there's something out there and, and it could be completely legit, but right. it's better to, uh, better to, to do that. And that's on the buying or the selling side. I mean, there've been, when I wanted to go pick up something for ice fishing and I didn't know the person, I went and uh, checked it out because I've got to trust them that this ice fishing product, unless like I can only test it if I'm on a lake, you know, with, with a foot of ice. So I've got to trust them in that. So doing a little, taking a little time. That's why I hate Craigslist is because you can't. Um, and then secondly is, uh, is, is, you know, do the things like they talk about, you know, meeting in a, a public place, if it's appropriate, um, bringing the things to test it as best you can. Having a person with you is always a good idea. Um, and, and just being as smart as possible. And then of course, getting to, if you need gear, try try to uh you know not sell anything so you aren't desperate for gear and if you have to work around something that died last weekend it sucks but this is the year that you may end up having to do it and i could see djs this year having ev on one side and you have jbl on the other side just because one of my speakers died and i was only able to get uh, i was able to borrow a sub and a top from my friend who has evs that's what we had to do flexibility will probably be key. Dan, any final advice for you? No, just, just be smart and just be smart about it. I mean, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Be smart with the money, be smart with where you're meeting up, um, you know, and, and be genuine because, you know, in the same respect, while you're trying to out there to, to look for gear to buy that's used, the other person is trying to sell something. And, and so, you know, they're, Yes, in some cases they may be trying to rip you off, and if that's the case, then then go on your merry little way. But you know, be respectful of the fact that they are trying to you know help themselves out. And maybe they're in a tough situation where they're just trying to you know cover some bills that they didn't know they had anymore because whatever might it be happens. The case. So yeah. it's a two way street. Yeah. My final piece of advice is um, use virtual DJ, not Megaseg. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he was trying to set this up so ladies and gentlemen this was show number two tonight if you get a chance you can go check out show number one i put that on my facebook page this evening so we're pretty excited about uh, show number one actually turned out to be one of our best shows ever you'll notice the cohesiveness we had on show number one so again go to john young or facebook.com slash john young mn and you'll be able to see show number one this evening and i i have to say it's probably some of our best work best work ever 
Dan hasn't seen it yet. Hanging with sure. Howie is up next. Uh, he's going to be talking about apps you cannot live without. So you guys can jump out there, djntv.com slash chill, and uh, talk a little bit about that uh, and share some of your apps uh, that you are absolutely cannot live without. Um, obviously, MJ is a big fan of Megasegs, so you know that that's going to be mentioned at least once. At least once. They have an, an app. app. They're not even good enough for that. No, I don't think they, they don't do. have an app. That's oh. true. They don't have an app. So. They're also only Mac only, so... Yeah, it doesn't doesn't count for anything. So, other than that, um, let's see. Tomorrow night, we uh, uh, the guys are going to be. We'll have a uh, one of the recordings going up for the first show uh, at nine o'clock Eastern, ten o'clock Eastern. Jay and Brian will be back uh, and and chatting away with uh, with some things. Um, let's see. This is M- MJ. We're at the beginning of the month, so. I'm trying to do more. I, you're going to get at least a virtual DJ show sometime this month. I'm hoping to do two or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I, I also have a thing to talk to you and John about uh, a new network for doing video that does not hit the copyright stuff. So that's something maybe we could talk about doing. Music oh, yeah, shows. that'd be interesting. That would be very interesting. So we'll have to talk more about that. So, so gang, uh, that's it. DJNTV.com slash chill once we're done here and go hang out with Howie this evening. Dan, I think it's you. Is there anything left to say? But thank you very much for tuning in. Have yourself a great night and we'll see you next week.